It's wonderful to be able to be back once again, uh, back here to bring the Word of God to you. Been away for a while, um, missed everybody, and uh, great to be back. Uh, today, just before we get into the Word, let's open in a word of prayer. Father, thank you that once again we can gather around the Scriptures. We can gather around the words that you have given us. Father, we realize how you use your word and you use the words in the mouth of people to speak to us and to minister to us. And so today I ask that you would take my lips and the words that are going to come from my mouth and that you would use them, Lord, your words, to minister what you want to minister to each and every one of us today. Father, touch our hearts, challenge us, and inspire us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the uh, value of the Scriptures and just how incredibly valuable they are. I'll never forget something that my grandmother said to me when I was just a teenager back in the 1980s. Uh, she, I can remember the situation so clearly all these years later where she said to me, the thing that concerns me about your generation is the, the Christians in your generation do not know their Bibles. And over the years, I've really come to see how much insight she actually had into the situation. Uh, because we really do live in a generation where so many Christians do not give the value and the time and the effort to learning and studying the Scriptures that uh, I think we saw in some of the generations past. There's so much going on in our lives. Our lives are so busy. There's so much that can crowd into our lives that maybe previous generations didn't have. And so we have a generation of Christians who do not really read their Bibles. I think many Christians don't really read their Bibles. Many Christians maybe have never even read through their Bibles from start to finish. And very few Christians, I believe today, are really giving time to study the Scriptures. Uh, we're quite content just to listen to a sermon and to hear what somebody what has to tell us about the Scriptures. But how many of us actually spend time, devote time, give time to studying the Scriptures, to really understanding what the Scriptures teach, to really knowing the Scriptures? And so today, this is what I believe the Lord wants me to speak about and to challenge you with today. I believe that uh, we've lost some of the understanding of the well, let me say this, the appreciation of the immense price that has been paid for us to be able to hold the Scriptures in our hands. If we look back in history, we'll see that people have given their lives in order for us to have the Bible. We maybe do not understand or appreciate how there are many Christians around the world that do not have access to the Scriptures like we do today. I mean, really, in this nation, we are so privileged we're so privileged to be able to have the Word of God, not just in a book like this, but to be able to have it on devices. I mean, we can have different translations of the Bible. We have it at our fingertips. We have so much that has been given to us by God. And yet I, I don't think that we fully appreciate what we have. I've read stories about how Chinese Christians would take one page of the Bible 
one page of the Gospels and they would memorize that page and then they would hand that page on to the next person so that they could memorize it. That was the access that they had to the Scriptures. And yet here we are with so much that has been given to us and yet so often I feel like we just don't place the value on what we have as we should. I want to just read a parable today from the, the Bible, from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15. Now, this is a parable that the Lord Jesus told us. And then I want to have a, a, a quick look at what we can learn from this parable with regards to the Word of God and the way we value it and the importance of how we value it. So let's just read this parable, starting in verse 4 of Luke chapter 8. We read there, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from one town after another, he spoke to them in a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled on, and the wild birds devoured it. Other seed fell on rock, and when it came up, it withered because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and they grew up with it and choked it. But other seed fell on good soil and grew, and it produced a hundred times as much grain. As he said this, he called out, The one who has ears to hear had better listen. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said to them, You have been given the opportunity to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that although they see, they may not see, and although they hear, they may not understand. Now the parable means this. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. As for the one where the seed fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the worries and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for the seed that landed on good soil, these are the ones who, after hearing the word, cling to it with an honest and good heart and bear fruit with steadfast endurance. Why is Scripture so important to us? I want to give you seven reasons today why Scripture is so important. First of all, it's through Scripture that we receive faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Apart from God's word, no one will ever have faith and no one will ever be saved. God uses his word to impart faith into our hearts. He uses his word to bring us to salvation. The second reason why scripture is so important is that it makes us wise and it gives us knowledge and understanding. Knowledge of the truth. Knowledge of God and His ways. Psalm 119 verse 130 says this, The unfolding of your words gives light. 
It imparts understanding to the simple. That's what God's Word does. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, The Scriptures are able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. They're able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. When the verse says, from His mouth, what does it mean? It means it comes through His words. From His mouth, from what He speaks, come knowledge and understanding and wisdom. When it talks about this wisdom and knowledge and understanding that comes from God's mouth, what is it talking about? It's talking about true wisdom. It's talking about the wisdom of God. It talks about true knowledge, the knowledge of God. True understanding, the understanding of God and His ways. There's no way that we can know God. There's no way we can come to understand His ways unless it is through His Word. We cannot know God by feelings or by sentiment. We can only know God by His Word. And this is so important for us to, to realize, so important for us to have this kind of wisdom and this kind of knowledge and this kind of understanding. It cannot be gained in, in colleges and in universities. It can only be gained through God's Word. The third reason God's Word is so valuable, so important to us, is that it sets us free and it transforms us. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, the Apostle Paul points out this incredible truth that God works in us through His Word. Not only does He bring us to faith through His Word, but He works in our lives through His Word. He transforms us through His Word. He uses His Word to renew our minds, to change our thinking, to align our thinking with His thinking. He uses His Word to expose things in our lives that are not good and that are not pleasing to Him. He uses His Word to wash us and to sanctify us and to set us free. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this, God's Word is alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. It judges the very thoughts and intents of the heart. Do you know that when we open our hearts to God's Word, when we receive God's Word, we're not receiving something that is dead, we're receiving something that is alive and active. It has transforming power in it. It is able to take somebody and change him into something he's never been before. God's Word can take the foolish and make them wise. It can take people that are in darkness and, and bring them into light. God's Word can change people from the inside out. And when we open our hearts to it and we receive it and our attitude towards it is what it should be, we, God's Word will have this work in us. John chapter 8 and verse 31 to 32, we read about a time when the Lord Jesus turned to some of the people that believed in Him and He said this to them, If you continue in My Word, you are really My disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What does he say here? He says, if you want to know the truth, you have to continue. You have to abide. You have to live in his word. 
His word has to be something that you dwell in, that you meditate in, that you listen to and think about and practice in your lives on a constant ongoing basis. And then he says, when you know the truth, the truth is what will set you free. Some of you may be struggling with sinful habits or you may be struggling with certain addictions. Do you know what the key to your freedom is? It's knowing the truth. And what's the key to knowing the truth? It's abiding in the Word of God. It is the Scriptures being brought into your life, to bear in your life. It is the Scriptures being written on your heart and being put into your mind. That is what will set you free. There is liberating power in the Word of God. The fourth reason why the Word of God is so important is that it is our spiritual food. The Apostle Peter wrote this in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. He said this, Like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the Word so that you may grow in, up in your salvation. Desire the pure milk of the Word of God so you may grow up in your salvation. You see, unless we are feeding ourselves with God's Word, we will never grow in the knowledge of God, in the wisdom of God, and in grace. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. The Word of God is just as essential for our spiritual and overall well-being as our natural food is. The Lord Jesus quoted a scripture uh, from the Old Testament when He was being tempted in the wilderness. We read this in Matthew 4.4. 4. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone. That's natural food. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You see, the Word of God is just as important for our lives as our natural food is. It is our spiritual food. The fifth reason why it's so important is this. It equips us for doing God's work. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. If we want to be complete, if we want to be equipped for the work that God has for each and every one of us, if we want to be able to fulfill our God-given purpose in life, we need the Word of God in our hearts and in our minds because it is the Word of God that is able to make us complete and to equip us for every good work. The sixth reason why the Word of God is so important is that it protects us. It protects us against Satan, against Satan's schemes that he has against our lives, his cunning and his deceit, his his lies that He perpetrates to try and lead us astray. It protects us against the deceptions that people would like to try and lead us into. And it also protects us against falling into sin. John 17 and verse 17 tells us that God's Word is truth. If we want to know the truth in this day and this age where uh, it's so difficult to determine what is true and what isn't, where there's so much information out there and amongst it all is so much misinformation. How do we know the truth? 
through the Word of God. God's Word is truth. And anything that doesn't line up with the Word of God is misinformation. You see, the Word of God will keep us from falling prey to all the deceptions that are so prevalent in the world today. We live in a time where lies and deception are being propagated in a level like we've never seen before. We need the Word of God like we've never needed it before. When Satan came and tried to tempt the Lord Jesus, how did the Lord Jesus overcome those temptations? How did he defeat Satan? He used the Scriptures. And that's how we will overcome Satan as well. That's how we overcome temptation. We need the Word of God in our hearts. We need the Word of God in our minds. If we're going to be able to be victorious over the things that Satan would try to bring us into. Over his lies and over his temptations. If we don't know the Scriptures, we will fall prey to every deception that comes along. Everything that just sounds reasonable to our minds, we'll fall prey to it. Psalm 119 verse 11 says this, In my heart I store up your words so that I might not sin against you. Is that our attitude today? Do we have that same attitude as the psalmist had? Where he says, I will store up in my heart the word of God so that I will not sin against God. You see, when God's word is in our hearts, when we have filled our hearts and our minds with God's word, do you know that it will keep us from sinning against God? Do you know that it will protect us from falling into sin, from being led astray into things that we should not be doing? It will enable us to walk in the straight way, to walk in the way of truth and in the way of righteousness. This is the power of God's word in us. Lastly, the seventh reason why the scriptures are so important is that they are key to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and to life itself. The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 6 and verse 67, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. When we open our hearts and minds to the word of God, we are also opening our hearts and our minds to the spirit of God. And when we do that, the life of God becomes our portion. The life of God works in us. So we see these seven reasons, seven very important reasons why the Word of God is so vital to us today. And unless we accept this, we will always be Christians who are living a pauper kind of life. We will live as Christians but we will not be living the lives that God has called us to live. We will not be what God wants us to be. There's a caveat in, in, in all of this, and I just want to point to this as I bring this message to a close today. The Word of God will only benefit those who value it and who esteem it. And this is what the Lord was showing us in this parable that we, we read earlier. Jesus said there are four kinds of people. Four kinds of people that hear the Word of God. Those who hear it, but they never believe it and they never receive it. And obviously, the Word of God has no benefit to those people whatsoever. It never has any impact in their lives. It never does its work in their lives. Secondly, there's that other group that he talked about. Those who believe the Word of God and they receive it with great joy, but only for a while. As soon as things get tough, as soon as circumstances in life 
are difficult or things happen in their lives that maybe they don't understand, they maybe become embittered or they become, um, they, they find that the Word of God is too hard. They, they, they turn their backs on it for whatever reason it may be and they fall away from faith. The Word of God may have an impact in their lives for a short period of time, but the work that it has is quickly uprooted. Thirdly, there are a group of people who receive the Word of God into their hearts, and it remains in their hearts. It's not like they ever come to a place where they reject it or where they turn their backs on it. If you were to ask them, they would say, yes, I believe, I believe in Jesus, I believe in the gospel, I believe in the Word of God. But somehow it never seems to change their lives. It never seems to really make a difference in their lives. And the Lord Jesus gives us the reason why. They allow all the things of life to come in and choke the Word of God. So what we could say is this, although they receive the Word, although they believe the Word, they never give the Word of God its rightful place in their lives. They never give it the value that it really should have. They never esteem it in the way that it deserves. And so the things of this life, whether it's the pleasures of this life or the, the riches of this life or the cares and the worries of this life, the struggles of this life, they allow those things to come in and supersede the Word in their lives. And the Word of God gets suppressed. It's there, but it's suppressed. It's uh, choked by all the other cares and all the other desires that they might have. Do you know that there are so many people sitting in churches all over the world that are just like this today? And this is the great battle I think that so many Christians face, is allowing the Word of God to have that rightful place in their lives. Not just to hear it, not just to come to church on a Sunday and listen to a message and hear a message, but to allow the Word of God to really, really take root in their lives and to really have a place of authority and preeminence in their lives. So many Christians have never allowed the Word of God to have that place. And I believe that the challenge that God wants to give to each and every one of us today is to allow God's Word, to allow it to have that place in our lives. Fourthly, the Lord talks about those who hear the word, cling to it with an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with steadfast endurance. This is the group of people that God wants every single one of us to be in. He wants everyone to be a part of this group. Because this is the group that God will be delighted in. This is the group that brings forth fruit. The fruit that God seeks. The fruit that the word of God was given to produce in our lives. When these people die, they won't die empty-handed. They will have fruit, much fruit to take with them when they go into eternal life. What are they? They're the people that hear the word and cling to it with an honest and good heart. A heart that is, desires to really understand the truth of the scripture. A heart that is really seeking to know God. And it says, with endurance and steadfastness, they bear fruit. This is the only group that we should want to be a part of. The other three groups do not cut it. They're not what we want to be a part of. You see, it's not enough for us just to hear God's word. 
we must give God's word authority over our lives. We must give God's word lordship over our lives. And that's the way we allow Jesus to be Lord over our lives. James 1.22 says this, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You know that there are a lot of self-deceived Christians in the world today. Why are they deceived? Because they think that just hearing the word of God is enough. Just listening to a sermon is enough. In Luke chapter 6 verse 46, Jesus turns to his disciples and he says this, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say? You see, it's not sufficient just to call Jesus Lord. We must give him authority and control over our lives. And how do we do that? We do it by giving his word its rightful place in our lives. By giving his word that authority and lordship over our lives. Today, my prayer for each and every one of us is that that is what we would do. That we would be inspired in our hearts to really seek to know the word of God. To really seek to understand what it says, what it teaches. That we would be inspired to take the word of God and to put it in our hearts. To let it be written in our minds. That we would be inspired to have the word of God controlling every aspect of our lives. To put the word into us so that it can continually speak to us. This is the way God wants us to be living, where the word is continually speaking to us. When we're not, even when we're not reading it, the word of God is still able to speak to us because it's not just here, it's been put here. It's been put here. This is what God wants us to do. He doesn't just want it to be put here in a dead uh, format, just as like dry, dead words. He wants it to be put here by the Holy Spirit in a way that is living, where His Word lives inside us and where it is constantly speaking to us and guiding us and directing us in the paths of righteousness, in the path of life. Today I want to challenge you to take God's Word more seriously. I want to challenge you to take hold of the opportunities that God is giving each and every one of us every day to learn His Word, to know His Word, to understand His Word. Right here in Harvest, God is giving you so many opportunities. I want to encourage you to make use of them. The opportunity of being able to attend church every week, to come to where the, the saints gather, to hear a message like this one today. The opportunity to attend home groups, uh, Bible studies, to really give time, to devote yourself to the Scriptures so that you can grow in your salvation, so that the Word of God can change you, that it can equip you, that it can do all the things that I've mentioned as we went through those seven points. The Apostle Paul said this, and I want to close with the Scripture. In Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 16, he said, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let's make the most of every opportunity that we have today, in this coming week, 
and in the weeks that lie ahead. Let's make the most of every opportunity to learn and know and understand God's Word. To really get to know God through His Word. Let's make the most of the opportunities we have. Don't let the cares of this world, the, des the, de the desires for riches and other things, the desire for the pleasures of this life, supersede the Word of God and choke it in your life. Let's take what you're hearing today, put it into practice. Take what you're hearing today, do something with it. Let's pray. As we pray today, I just want to ask you to just take a moment in your heart, a moment of time, just to commit yourself to learning the Word of God. To commit yourself to doing what is necessary to learn it, to understand it, and to know it. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you, Father, for the, the, the trouble you've gone to, the lengths that you have gone to, to make sure that we could have the scriptures in our hands today, so that we could have the opportunities to know you through your word, to understand your ways, to be changed by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. Father, I pray that first of all, you would forgive us for all the times that we have not valued and esteemed your Word in the way we should, for the times that we've taken the Scriptures for granted. Father, I pray that you would forgive us for the times that we have allowed the, the things of this life to supersede the Word of God in the way we value it. I pray, Father, today that you would forgive us for this. And I ask, Father, that you would help us, that you would stir our hearts, that you would convict us by your Spirit right now to make the decision to devote ourselves and to seek and pursue you in your word. So I pray today, Lord, that you would enable us, every single one of us, to commit ourselves afresh to the study of your word, to the reading of your word, and to the putting of your word deep inside our hearts. And I pray, Father, that as we do this, you would make it live inside us by your Holy Spirit, that you would make these words be alive in us. So, Father, I thank you that you will do this because your word is alive and it is powerful and it is sharper than a two-edged sword. Father, may you take these words that I've shared today and may you make these words lead to the transformation of our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. I pray that these words will, uh, will really make a difference in your life. They're simple words, but I know that they are powerful. And I know that if you will just take them and you will make that commitment today to really give time. It might be an adjusting of your lifestyle, adjusting of some of your, your, your schedules. If you will adjust them and you will take that step and you will make that effort 
to learn the Word of God, to understand the Word of God, I tell you, I know for certain, God will change your life. And He will do things in your life that you did not believe could be done. You will gain an insight into God's purpose for your life that you maybe don't even have today. So I want to encourage you to take that step. I want to encourage you not to just hear this message and forget about it, but to take it and do something with it. God bless you and the Lord keep you and may He make His face shine on you and give you peace. Amen.